Before we begin our discussion, we would like to mention that this episode is sponsored by Audible.com. If anybody doesn't know, I'm sure most people do, Audible is a application or a website that you can use on your phone or computer that you can get access to audiobooks. Every month they will give you one free new book to try and listen to. Audible doesn't only do audiobooks, they also have comedy, self-help, fitness programs, wellness programs. And I know that you just read something recently for the podcast. Yeah, recently I actually just read Joe Hill's Horns and it became kind of difficult to read the book all the time. The audiobook just made it's so much easier to be able to listen to that in the car. Great book, by the way, if anybody wants to check it out. It's amazing. Audible.com has thousands and thousands of titles. Mm -hmm. It would take you, I think, like 300 years to go through their entire library or something crazy like that. And like I said, they have way more than just audiobooks. They also do podcasts. So obviously we're huge fans of that. And to get your free trial, it is 30 days through our link. It is audibletrial.com slash the extra sisters. And that is T-H-E-E-X-O-R-C-I-S-T-E-R-S. And we just want to give a huge thank you to audible.com for the sponsorship. Mm Kristen. And we are the Extra Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to episode 85. And in this episode, we are going to be discussing the 2015 film It Follows, which is divisive, apparently. (laughs) And I, we actually discussed this is one of the first, or maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm remembering this incorrectly, but this is one of the, I think the first films we ever really talked about. We were like, oh my God, have you seen this movie? because it's yeah those... you were like you have to see this because you had already seen it and you hadn't is, is that i had not okay it's yeah. one of those films where i think as a horror fan if you have another friend in that likes horror movies that hasn't haven't seen it like and you watch it with them you're like looking at them the whole time and you're like <laughs> how are you how are you doing how are you how do you feel like about this right now how do you, how do you... yeah I remember I didn't watch it with you but you kept talking about it so i went home and i watched it by myself and i told you i was like that movie fucked with me not right away but it was something that i kept thinking about for days like it would pop into my mind i'd be like who the fuck is that what are they doing over there why it is a lingerer for sure yeah it is which is great i loved that that it did the exact same thing to me so i actually saw this movie in theaters when it came out and i don't remember why i don't remember if it was just one of those things i went with my friend aaron and one of his friends and when we were watching it we literally laughed like i was like what the fuck this is like the std of mm-hmm. horror movies like what <laughs> literally fucking watching and we laughed because at the time i was like this is fucking stupid and then afterwards i was like wait that was what yeah I exactly again. i need to watch it again and then i watched it yeah. again. And i was like that was so good like what <laughs> so yeah it was the first one in a long time you guys know about the grudge but this is the first one in a long time it gave me nightmares after i first watched it not that night but like a couple nights later i remember dreaming about some woman just following me well it creeped me out like the epitome of everything that is scary like about yeah. movies yeah no nobody else can see it but you so nobody can even help you out it's yeah. just following you all the time well, even not- if yeah. you try to save yourself it'll still follow you forever and it that's it like we'll kind of go through it but honestly like there's really 
not much like yeah there's a plot obviously but there's literally just this thing where if somebody has it there's only one of it so it's not like there's like a plague of them there's this thing and you never find out what it is ever you don't know why it exists or who started it or if it's like it could be ancient it could be new like you have no idea but somebody has it and if they have sex with you it goes to you literally like an sti and then this thing just follows you and tries to kill you and if it kills you it just goes back down the line so it goes to the person that passed it to you and if it kills them it just goes back or if it goes forward if it just keeps being passed and that's it so yeah which is terrifying because you don't ever know when it's going to come back to you even if you have sex with someone else you don't know if they're if it killed them exactly you constantly have to be terrified literally your entire life yeah they could have sex with they could have sex with 100 people and it could kill 100 people yeah because you don't know where the communication stops either like they could tell that person and the next person could tell that person and then somewhere somebody's not going to tell somebody exactly well there's a point i mean it's the very end of the movie but we see one of the kids going to a prostitute i guarantee you he's not going to tell that girl and then she's not going to know how to tell anybody else yeah exactly and eventually somebody's just going to go home and sleep with their wife and it's going to kill them and then it's going to kill her and then it's just back to the prostitute exactly you know or or whatever so like but the, the the main plot centers around this our protagonist this girl and this poor girl was dating this guy and he courted her you know they went on dates and stuff he didn't just go sleep which with is her. more creepy than anything else yeah well and i think it's because he wanted to tell somebody so he yeah. wanted them to trust them so that they didn't think that he was that's, just fucking crazy. That's fair. That's actually a good point. Because, yeah. yeah, he didn't just sleep with someone and move on. Yeah, because he didn't want it to come back to him, you know? So <laughs> right. He courted her, got her to trust him, slept with her finally, and then was like, okay, I'm going to knock you out. <laughs> <laughs> Tie you to a wheelchair, and then I'm going to need you to fucking pay attention. There's this thing and it's going to follow you and it could look like anybody. It could look like a stranger. It could look like somebody, you know, it's very slow, but it's very smart. Don't ever go into a place that doesn't have more than one exit and don't let it touch you. And if it kills you, it's going to come for me. And basically there's this fucking naked woman that's just walking towards him very slowly. And he's like, look, you see that? You see it? I'm not crazy. It's coming for you and it will never stop coming for you. And so he basically just does it to prove a point. That's why he ties her up so he can tell mm-hmm. her. And then he drives her to her house and like shoves her out of the car. And he's like, How fucking it. terrifying. Her sister is sitting outside and watches her other sister be thrown out of car, basically naked. She's in her underwear. Yeah. And this guy drive off. Fuck that. Yes. So what's fascinating to me about this film, too, is the ambiguity of it all. And not just yeah. about one thing here or there. It's everything. It's everything. One thing I looked up before we even did this podcast, I was so interested about what is the setting of this movie? Because there's modern cars, there's cars from the 70s, there's TVs from the 80s. Yeah, it's specifically ambiguous. Yes. It could be any time. It it gives it that dream quality. It gives it that horror quality of it could happen to you anytime, anywhere. We don't even know what season it's in because there's jackets, there's also swimsuits, there's... It's great. It totally throws you off. Yeah. I think that this, it is a, like, masterful film, in my opinion. And like I said, the first time I watched this in theaters, literally laughed at it. I fucking laughed at it. And then 
afterwards I was like, oh no, that mind fucked me. Like, yeah, wait, what? there's something to it. Absolutely. And it feels so 80s and so fall and the shots. He's even said that John Carpenter is a huge thing for him. And it makes sense. You can see it. It feels like Halloween. It does. And she's on an e-reader that's on Wi-Fi. And you're like, what? What is yeah. this? So, and that's the But point. it's shaped like a shell. It's weird. It takes you out of it. But right in the beginning, there's a girl on a cell phone. So it's like, what time frame are you in? Because nobody else uses a cell phone the whole time. Yep. You don't know. It's great. There's a car from like 2011, but yeah, like... and then there's old junkers from the 60s to 80s. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah, it's fucking. It's it's so weird, but in like the best way. And I think this is just completely my opinion. Like you said, one of the points is it it doesn't matter. This thing is everything and everywhere, you know, all the time. And exactly. And the the one of the things that I made a note of that I've already just blown past, but I I wanted to make a note. There's a really cool opening scene and this girl is running from this and it draws you in immediately because you have no idea what she's running from. You have no idea why she's running from it. You just know she's scared. Yeah. And you don't know why she's running from it in heels and basically a long t-shirt. It's just so weird. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? She's in stilettos and like, shorts and a tank top and you're like okay and she goes and she's just sitting on the beach and you're like you're not running what are you waiting for and then all of a sudden her legs are just snapped behind her body you're like the next morning she did yeah what what's once you figure out how this thing kills i'm so terrified for her god damn like a succubus <laughs> yeah it kills through sex it's a, it's an std the whole thing is about sex i mean you see a guy eventually being killed this way and you're like oh her leg was done like that and stuff Ugh. it's not great yeah and so there's like so there's this girl and then her friends her sister and then two friends and then also this other guy that's kind of brought into this friend group he's their neighbor yeah and and he's not really at a later point but he's kind of an afterthought until he becomes part of the group because he's got the car right so that he's needed so she gets this and of course now i do appreciate her friend group they don't necessarily like right off the bat believe her but they definitely don't write her off they're like all right we're all gonna sleep on the floor and like do this stuff they're really supportive which is awesome yeah because if i said that you know i would expect my friends to be like okay but i would hope they're not like you're fucking crazy like you know and that's pretty much what they do they're like all right like if you say so and the guy that likes her well the the friend not the neighbor he's like i'll do whatever you need what do you need what do you need and right. he's on the couch and she goes out with him one night and somebody breaks the window he can't deny that somebody broke the window he just can't see who did it and she fucking can yeah and these people that this thing takes on, like, they could look like normal people or they could be, like, a fucking topless lady that pees herself. What the fuck? Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, it's cre- It's so creepy. It's so creepy. And, like, that's the thing, too. And it just guts you at, like, a very primal level that somebody is just walking towards you slowly with, like, dead eyes fixated on you and you know they're coming to kill you. But that slow walk kind of gets at us, like, at that Michael Myers level, you know? Like, he doesn't have to run at you. He's going to get you either way. Correct. Like, 
like you said in the beginning, it's not, it's slow, but it's very smart. You know, it's yes. coming. And how terrifying. Home. Also, you're safe in your home and it just busted in to get you. Where are you and supposed to go? Yeah, that's another thing that I made a note on kind of coming ahead. It's so interesting to me how this thing has, it's a physical being with physical barriers, but you never yeah. know quite what it is, you know? Yeah. But it's, it does it. have to break, like it picks up a rock at one point and throws it through a window to climb through the window. Yeah. So it's not like it's an apparatus, you know, or a spirit. It is a physical mm -hmm. thing. Like, I would love and like, they don't need to do this. It's, you know, it's pointless. This was a one-off movie and it needs to be because they don't need to ruin it. But I would love like some sort of like short origin story, you know? Right. Yeah. It, the director has even said in interviews that he, even at the point when the kids, because they're kids, okay, there are really no adults in this movie. No. They're in college, but they're still kids. They're 19. 20, 21 or something. Yeah. yeah. There's a point where they make up this whole almost like Scooby-Doo way to take care of this thing like kids do. Yeah. And the director, he even said, he's like, the reason I did that was because I didn't want this to be a film. Because, you know, in most horror movies, we eventually find out how to kill the thing. We don't figure that out in this. I didn't. Nope. He didn't want it to be like that. So well, I think that's really cool. He doesn't want to give us an out. You get no resolve ever no. in this yeah. movie, which is spooky as fuck. Mm -hmm. And like he could do a sequel, but I think that would not be smart. Like I would Correct. see it, but I wouldn't want a sequel. You know? Yeah. Because Agreed. what do you do? It just follows somebody else. Agreed. I feel like it'd be like The Strangers. They did do a sequel to The Strangers, and it sucks. But I feel like the first one was so... You have no idea what's going on or why they're doing this. And that was part of the movie. And I feel like that's kind of It Follows. Just leave it alone. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the director, he sounds smart enough to know like what this is and just let it stand. Because it's got a 96% critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes and a 66% audience score. The audience score, I feel like this is the okay i usually give audiences a lot more credit but i think the, the critic score is the correct score yeah. in this case because i think this movie is smart and i think that sometimes it, it, it outsmarted some of the audience here because yeah. on first viewing i was part of this audience score and then i sat on it and then i immediately was like that was one of the best goddamn horror films i've ever seen in my fucking life oh my god that was so smart <gasps> You know, but, well, this is also another one of those movies where there's something in every single scene. If yeah. you know what you're looking for, there's Absolutely. I didn't write it down as trivia because there's so much on there. But there's even like there's always a ball to show that this STD is continuing on. And like when she ends up sleeping with her nice friend, you can see that it transfers to him. You can see when it transfers to the neighbor. You can see her in a shirt that has a girl and a ball on it. And the ball is covered until the neighbor that she slept with dies and then it's uncovered. Things like that. It's very detail-oriented. Yeah. And he's incredibly deliberate. Like, I love when directors and writers do that. You know, they didn't have yeah. to because you know what's happening. Right. But to do, do things physically like that that are like, oh, look at this, you know. And to yeah. be able to find and pick out those things. It's 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 smarter, you know. You're yeah. it's kind of an ode to your audience. Exactly. And it gives it more rewatchability. Like when you know, you know, and it's kinda of hard to rewatch it. But yeah. when you have things to pick out like that, it's much easier. I love rewatching this film. Like like I said, yeah. we when we went to the Stanley, we uh, took a friend with us and we were like 
but have you seen It Follows? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We went through so much to watch that film because <laughs> yeah, we did. bring up a laptop to a hotel TV to watch it, and that is not easy when they don't want you to do that <sighs> on hotel Wi-Fi. And it had to buffer a lot, but we were like, no, no, you're watching this. You wait through it, exactly. You have to watch it. So, I mean, and I'm not even, like, going through a full walkthrough because there's just so much to talk about. But, you know, they eventually go to a lake because the farther you can get, like, it's slow, so it's going to take time. So you're, you basically just have to buy yourself as much time as possible. Right. And so they go to the neighbor's, I guess, lake place or a lake I, I I don't even think I don't even know if he had a lake house I think he did I don't remember because they don't ever go into this lake house because she gets got pretty quick yeah my problem with this scene is not a problem it's a problem with the kids because they're kids like the director yeah. was saying she knows there's somebody after her and she sits with her back to the only place where this thing is going to come from correct but like you said they're kids and he treats them that way Yes. and I Just was because like, you've gone to college doesn't mean you're an adult. They did not watch enough horror films. <laughs> they did not. Because. She, Which is funny, because right in the beginning, they're watching a horror movie, but whatever. I know, and it's like, <laughs> I mean, you know, like, this is all you're thinking about is somebody coming to get you, and they're sitting on a shoreline. Now, the smart friend is in the water, <laughs> and yes. she's not even under attack here, but it actually <laughs> takes on the form of one of the friend group. Yeah. one that's actually in the water and it comes behind her through this like through this tall grass and it grabs her hair and the other friends see her hair go up and they're like um, holy fucking shit that thing might be real yeah this is the moment where they're like oh fuck <laughs> but I was like oh my god you sat with your back to nothing to the only trail for this thing to get to you of course it's gonna walk up behind you what the fuck did you think it was gonna do come from the water exactly no. but it does and this is like i said when her friends figure out that oh this thing is actually real because one of her friends beats it with a chair and it breaks over his back and actually touches him and leaves marks on his skin and they're almost like they're bruise marks but they also look kind of like they like burn. burns yeah which and he looks at it and he's like oh shit and i didn't recognize any of these actors as being anything else but they were very good the kid that likes her is in united states of Terra. that's basically all. the only one i know okay you know I, I didn't really do any research on them to be honest but the performances are good which makes it better because if you try to make a really good film and then mm -hmm. the performances are garbage it kind of makes your movie fall apart. So I like yeah. how careful this film was. And it did get a wide release, so I'm not saying it didn't have a good budget for good actors. I'm just... Yeah. At some point, well, I personally like it when they get new actors and stuff like this because I don't have anything else to compare it to that they've done, and it feels like that is their character, period, to me. Yeah, you don't see something else that somebody has done. Like, for example, in Doctor Sleep, everybody knows fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi exactly you know I mean? exactly <laughs> or he was also in split and now he's you know danny right it's, it's hard i'm not discounting his performance it's just you know it's hard sometimes when you get these huge actors to do these these roles but they all yeah. really well but so she fucking gets in a car and 
tries to get away and crashes and ends up in a hospital, which that's like the worst thing. Oh, yeah. You, she's so terrified every time somebody walks past the door. Well, and that's the scariest part about this. And for the rest of your life, like even if you pass it on, somebody walking towards you could just be walking towards you, but you will never know again for the rest of your life. Yeah, they even make a point of that when she ends up re-meeting the guy that slept with her and passed this on. He makes a comment when he's sitting there talking to her, to everybody, goes, do you see her? And they're like, yeah, dude. But yeah, seriously, forever you're going to be paranoid. I mean, how, like, somebody can't just walk up to you and be like, hey, that you don't know without you having a fucking get shot. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, how do you not become a hermit? Right, exactly. I would. Agreed. I mean, everybody's a threat. You can't even go to the grocery store ever, ever again. Exactly. I would buy an island and live there. Well, and something that I would have to do, like, you basically would have to get, like, travel visas, like, five-year travel visas, fly overseas every, like, (laughs) you know, because it's going to take it a long time to get over the ocean, right? So you just live in a foreign country for a while, and then when it gets there, you fly back over, and that's just what you do forever. Right, exactly, forever, yep. Because then, eventually, so she passes it, when she's in the hospital, she passes it on to the neighbor, because he doesn't really believe this shit, and I guess that she felt least guilty because he's kind of one of the more headstrong characters so she's yeah. like he can take care of himself is what yeah, I. Yeah, she also says that she slept with him in a high school so it was easier which makes sense yeah then sleeping with like one of your best friends that's kind of yeah. like a more like sweeter guy you know yeah and so she passes it on to him and she's like you know talk to him like have you seen it yet and he's like no i don't think it's coming for me and she's like mm, i promise you it is doubt it but she says that and so it does come for him and she sees it and it breaks into his house and so she runs over there and tries to save him and this is actually when you see it kill yeah it fucking takes this is awful too it takes on the form of his mother but like naked yep (laughs) and gets on top of him and so when you see it kill him it's just like writhing on top of him yeah so his mom is having sex with him sucks the life out of him like yeah he immediately looks like he's been a corpse for a while. Yeah. It's it's grody. When she goes to try to save him, now it's back to her. And she gets this resolve. And she goes back to the lake and she sees this boat of like three dudes. And she's like, fuck it. And she goes and she... No, fuck them. They're correct, yes. <laughs> so she sleeps with these three guys on this boat. And this brings up this question too of when you have this thing... You have to understand that if you sleep with somebody, the likelihood of them dying is pretty high. Right, unless you tell them about it. Yeah, and even then, like, you have to live with the fact that this thing will probably kill them, even if you tell them. Right. She told Greg, and it killed Greg. So, are you okay with that? Can you live with that? And even that being said, if it kills you, it's going to go back to the person that gave it to you, so... Right. You just try to escape it for the rest of your life and make that your life's mission. And can you live with the fact that you're just going to, like, she knew she was going to get these random people killed. She was basically just buying herself time. Well, if it helps at all, that ball on the shirt thing that I told you about earlier, there's some symbol in that scene when she's driving with a ball that says, basically, she didn't give it to them. She kept it. Which is weird. (laughs) Because... 
you know, at some point she sees it again and she just has like a breakdown. There's a naked man on a roof. Yeah. Which is, yeah. But like ethically, like I said, you know, it brings that up. Like, can you even have sex again? You know? No, never. Absolutely ever. I would never do that. I can't give this to you. I love you too much and this is going to kill you probably. Like, yeah. You go become a nun. There you go. And yeah, but then you can't leave the monastery. So like, you're gonna die too. Is that what it's called? The monastery? I think it's what it's called. The abbey. It's an abbey, right? For nuns? Doesn't matter. It's a nunnery. Nunnery. Okay, thank you. Uh You can't leave that. So your space is limited. So it's just a terrible situation. So we ha- we get the naked dude on the roof, and then you get the fucking awesome theme song. It comes in, and that means it's time to fucking take care of it. And the theme song is so 80s, which I love. Ex- and it's so good. Like, I yeah. know we've talked about this before, and I'm not trying to, like, plug it because we don't get shit from this. But if you have Spotify Premium and you look up the Creepy Jams playlist by the Exorcisters podcast, which is under my Spotify, which is Amanda Lee Christian, out in my whole name there. But we have a whole playlist of, like, horror theme songs and it's on there and if you put that on your car and crank it it slaps it's so good but anyways (laughs) this is where they go to a pool and this plan i'm assuming this is what you meant by like the scooby-doo plan it's fucking it's not great no it's (laughs) definitely a plan kids would come up with they don't think this through because one of the first things the guy says to her is it's it's slow but it's smart and if she had thought about that she probably would have been like okay well it's not going to do what i want it to do so she gets in the middle of this pool and they put as many electrical things as they can. They plug them in and they put them all around the pool. And so what I assume, they don't actually say it, the plan was to get this thing in the water and she was going to swim out and they were going to electrocute it. Is that what the yeah. plan? Yeah, that's what I assume too. Because they have shot this thing before and it fell down and it didn't die. So I'm not quite sure what they they thought. They I, I, I don't know what they <laughs> thought here. This was actually the same plan in the horror movie we were talking about them watching in the beginning. So this is even more a kid's thing. It's something, hey, I watched this on TV. Let's go try to kill him with this. Yeah, well, and I could see, like, I guess kind of the logic. But the problem is it doesn't get in the fucking water. It starts throwing the electricals at her. Right. So, you know, and they brought a gun. (laughs) Yeah. So at least that's something they can't see. Right. At least I guess they had a backup plan. And so when it walks in, they're like, point at it, point at it, point at it. And then it just starts throwing stuff at it. And I'm like, you know where it is because it's picking stuff up. And then homeboys just start shooting at it and shoots one of the other friends in the leg. And I'm like, y'all need to pick a plate. Y'all need to get behind the friend with a gun. Exactly. And then he's so, like, he's bad. He shot a friend already, but then he's so good that when it gets in the water, he does shoot it in the head to get it off of his friend in the water. Are you serious? When it's got her, and I literally said, like, I would not be confident enough to shoot at something invisible that had my friend underwater. And then he actually gets it. That's, like, the chances of that actually happening. No way. And, well, and the thing is, too, like, when it does get shot or hit, it incapacitates it momentarily. It's not like it kills it. It it even bleeds like a human. It looks like a human and it bleeds like a human, but it doesn't die like a human. So Yeah, it bleeds a lot, though. 
Yeah, it does. It's shot in the head, and it like fills up the pool with blood. And you kind of have to wonder: is it doing that intentionally? Because it makes a big deal about showing that. Mm -hmm. It's a really cool shot too of the pool filling up with blood. The cinematography and the color work in this is real neat. Yeah, just throwing that out there too. And then they're able to escape this pool area, and that's when she sleeps with her her gentle friend <laughs> and then he gives it to prostitute and then they're all they're walking together hand in hand at the end yep they're they're walking wallets following them. them yep walking down the sidewalk and there's something behind them you know following them and then it cuts to the really fucking badass theme song and yep. in titles and you just get chills at the end because you're like, oh my god, that's just such a good film. Like this, honestly, for me is a five out of five. Like when I first saw this film in theaters, I was like, oh, what the fuck did I just watch? That was so stupid. And then like upon viewing at several times after, it it's in my opinion one of the most creative, artistic, just solid horror films. Just scariest horror. Like it's not a jump scare movie at all, but conceptually scary horror films that's come out in like last decade so yeah yeah solid. and it's it's great because horror it was always especially in the 80s talking about sex sex and youth and that's what this movie is yeah it's literally an sti that kills you <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and it's i don't know i just can't say enough good things about it i think that it is terrifying and there are some good jump scares. Like there's one scene where this like huge man just like comes into the room behind another character and it's, you're not expecting it at all. It yeah. has no cheesy buildup. It's just, I think the it scariest is scene. done. Yeah. It's that so guy speaking of, I have some trivia and one's about him. Oh, nice. Mike Lanier, who plays the very tall it is a seven, seven Detroit resident who designs engines for GM and is one half of the world's tallest twins. Well, That's you really cool. tell, because when he was coming into that room, I was like, um, that is either one tall motherfucker or one short ass door that they put him in. <laughs> short ass door. Exactly. I like that. He's one half of the tallest twins. Oh, that's cool. That is really cool. No, that yeah. was, I mean, it was the scares in this like are like, there are a few where you're like expecting something to come through, but a lot of them are pretty genuine. Like, oh shit, you know? Yeah, I just man, I had I have such a good time. Like, and I get like it does lose its rewatchability a little bit because it's one of those like where you watch it and you're like, oh, I never, I need to watch that film again. But man, I could like when this was we put it on the list. I think we were both like, oh nope, we got to do it follows this year. Like we didn't do it last year because we were doing a lot of like the things that you know like Halloween, Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street, and Friday, you know. But oh nope, we got to do it follows. Like have no, to definitely. So this concept actually came from a reoccurring nightmare that the director had as a kid. Mm, that's terrifying. Yeah. The theater in the beginning when the guy takes her out on a date is the Redford Theater in Detroit, Michigan. And it's actually where the Evil Dead premiered. Oh, that's cool. That's one of those things yeah. with the setting as well. Like, oh, there's this girl reading on an e-reader on Wi-Fi. And then it's a theater with a guy literally playing on an organ up front, like back in the yes. day. So that's kind of cool. Exactly. So... The two sisters are Jay and Kelly, and they are actually named for Jamie Lee Curtis and her real-life sister, Kelly Curtis, because this director loved Halloween and John Carpenter and everything so much. 
I hope John Carpenter liked this movie. <laughs> even in the beginning, the the girl who dies really fast, we do we even get her name? I don't even remember. But in the credits, her name is Annie, which is one of the girls that dies in Halloween. Yep, so. that's her BFF. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I would, I love this movie, and I would give it a five out of five. Definitely go watch it. But its rewatchability sometimes gets to me. Does it? Yeah, I feel like it's a little boring sometimes. I don't know how many more times I'll be able to watch this movie, but it was, I love it still. It's great. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's fair. It's one of those that, like, really kind of is shocking the first time you watch mm-hmm. it. Um, so I would totally, totally get you. So I would, like I said, five out of five. Like, I know I already mentioned that, but since you just rated, I will reiterate my point. And I get excited when I don't watch this film like for fun a lot but like i will watch it around like the fall halloween time mm-hmm. so it, it, does, it feels like that yeah it does make its way into my like seasonal rotation so it is a yearly movie for me but yeah really enjoyed this movie highly recommend it i know that it is a little polarizing so i would love to hear your opinions i'm sure you would too Kristen. <laughs> but yeah definitely we would love to hear your opinions so you can of course you can find us on all of our socials i'm sure you guys know those by now you can also find us on our gmail which is the extra sisters at gmail.com if you want to let us know what you think and of course you can join our patreon family we would love to have you and we appreciate and adore all of our patrons that we have it is patreon.com slash the extra sister podcast we would love to have you and next time terror has evolved until then stay creepy